I figured it out. Thank you guys. It should be fixed now. Who's Emmett Tyrell Jr.? Emmett Tyrell? That's what it says right there. An American Spectator, edited by R. Emmett Tyrell Jr. So apparently this dude, Hisham Shehab, is like a... I think Mort tagged their church. He's a pastor at some church, but they got like seven people. Mm. It's in Lombard. Oh, is it in Lombard? Yeah. It looks like they, he tweeted so out. There, there's Sheikh Rios. <laughs> the good thing, Sheikh, is that he your face is kind of cut off. Yes. Okay? The one-eyed man. Yeah. Yeah. It actually looks like, yes, a, a cyborg. <laughs> Sheikh Rios. So the, this is their upset. Well, I don't know why this is making their news. This is like has nothing to do with them. This is They're talking about us being critical of Sheikh Hamza Yusuf. Yeah. It wasn't even us. It was, well. It's, it's Raja. I think, it was, I think they're out to get Raja. Yeah, Raja. But... So, so I, what concern is it of of our infighting? You know, I want to. You remember that one thing that uh, Muawiyah Radan said to the Roman Emperor? You know, after we take care of our business, because the Roman Emperor was trying to get involved in their mm. business. Hey, I'll take your side, uh, Muawiyah, to beat Ali. You know, and he's uh, Muawiyah told him like, Hey, but after we settle our affair over here, we're gonna both join up and come after you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what we should tell these guys. <laughs> And they actually go after they go after Hamza Yusuf. They call him. They accuse him of having double speak. Yeah, I mean they're they're, they're, they're saying all kinds of stuff in here. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're going literally after everyone. Hatim Bajian. Uh, but the first thing, as soon as I saw that picture, I was like, "Oh, why do they have shit Yusuf on their back?" But inshallah, don't worry, you'll be all good, man. But anyway. They don't realize how happy we get when we see this. It's like, <laughs> if they knew how happy we get, we, they wouldn't do this. Um, <laughs> not surprisingly, the Magnum itself advocates a national boycott of the Israel state of Israel on their Twitter page. Regular features are Islamists. We haven't had no Mali Khan on our show yet. Not yet. The list ranges from no Mali Khan who has denounced homosexuality and Justify sex slavery and domestic violence and to Dawood Walid. I think Ustad Noman, if you're listening, you should go after this website, spectator.org. They mistakenly referred you as being a guest on the Madman Luke's. Yeah, brother Mary, you should make some money off of them. Sue for defamation. Uh, defamation, yeah. Yasser Qadi did old Yasser Qadi Holocaust. A <laughs> lot. <laughs> That's like twenty years. Yeah. Uh, uh Caris Rhea is like, I think Mort says she's like a failed musician or something, yeah, or an artist. Yeah. 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 He, Hisham, that sounds familiar. Sounds like some He's sh- local. He's a Lombard he's dude. He's a Lombard dude. Is he? Yeah. Is he one of our own C- Uncle Tom's? No, COD. Yeah. No, he's not Muslim. He's a Christian. Oh, okay, okay. I think he's a professor at COD. He teaches Islam there. Ah. Hey, remember our COD professor, Mazin Islambuli? <laughs> yeah. I never had him. You guys Oh, had I him. did? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. um, I had an Islamic studies or comparative religions. I remember it was religion 150 or something, and she was an Egyptian lady. Uh, and she happened to be a Murtad, and she was teaching Islam. It was pretty funny. We had a lot of fun <laughs> in that class. Huh. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Sheikh Yusuf Rios, thank you so much for joining us. I know you you are a busy man, and you've got a lot going on. Yep. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, before we get you know the, to the meat of the podcast and 
you know, Sheikh Hamra starts uh, going on all kinds of different tangents. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what, why you're here and what you're trying to raise awareness for so that uh, the listeners are aware of what's going on. Well, we're here because uh, we came to spend some time with you guys. Yeah. yeah. He loves us, bro. And uh, secondly, we're here to raise awareness on the situation in the Bahamas. Uh, right now, what's taking place is uh, the aftermath situation of a Category 5 hurricane that had a tendency of not moving through uh, its pathway pretty fast. So one of the strange things of this hurricane was that it was moving one mile per hour. So whatever it hit, it was just completely uh, destroyed. Going very slow. Right, yeah. going very slow. So that's something that has, is something kind of odd. And um, the consequence of that is, well, I don't know if a lot of people know, but the Bahamas is like 700 islands. This is something even I didn't know until recent. Uh, so it connects from like close to Florida to the tip of Haiti, tip of Florida to the tip of Haiti. So the northern side got hit pretty bad. Not all of the Bahamas got hit. Bahamas are pretty much known for um, uh, American United States tourism. So they're heavily dependent upon the tourist industry. And so Abacos and uh, Grand Bahamas, they got hit pretty hard. There's only one masjid there in the Nassau region. And that masjid was uh, pretty much influenced by... Um, by Muslims in the U.S., right? And so, basically, Islam there is is uh, a small community orientation, but it's not like, you know, really spread out. So, the Nassau region, they got hit too, but um, there's a few places uh, that got completely destroyed. So, right now, a lot of stuff is underwater. Uh, there's about 50,000 people that are suffering humanitarian crisis and usually in these types of situations everything collapses mm. you know the, com the system completely collapses it's like you're dealing with ground zero with inhumane conditions and on top of that there's been some environmental issues because they have some um they they have some areas in which they they do oil oil production or oil transference like you know they have these areas in which they store oil in and they have become destabilized so that has contaminated the water and then mm -hmm. you also have you know the meeting of the ocean and the uh and the fresh water supply so that contaminates the water and you have uh you know um, shark infested waters so you have all those types of things that are going on and you know our goal at the three Puerto Rican imams is to raise awareness um, just so people can have an understanding of what happens in these types of situations and how to respond. Uh, and, and before you continue, somebody told me it's, it's the the organization that's working with is called Four Lamps. Is that what it is? With what the the, you, the organization or initiative that you started is called Four Lamps for this humanitarian work? No, the, it's uh, it's called Mercy uh, Mercy for Mankind. Oh. Mercy for Mankind. Okay. No, no, you're thinking about our organization, Four Lions. <laughs> Sure. That's only Mort's gonna get that. <laughs> only you, me, and Mort are gonna get that. Well, some of the British guys have seen that movie. That's have true. you seen Four Lions? No, I haven't. Seen oh, that. sure. It's, it's it, funny. It's epic. But especially if you did you uh, did you live around any uh, jihadis and stuff? People wanted to go fight abroad. 
He's like, whoa. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> he means back in the day, people who made. Anyways, when, when, when we were young, he's like, we, that came out wrong. We had a lot. President company, company, uh, not included, of course. We're very law-abiding citizens here, but we grew up in that kind of an environment, so it was especially funny to us. And they they do a really good job of of humor. And at first, you kind of like it bugs you. Because they're kind of making fun of like pure good sentiment, but yeah, you learn to laugh. Yeah, sadly, some people don't laugh at conservative humor. Yeah, yeah, that's a jab at Sheffield's. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> so the name of the organization is the name of the organization. Uh, three Puerto Rican Imams, but we have a five hundred one c three. Okay, that's registered under Misericordia para la Humanidad. Okay, but that you know translates into Mercy for for Humanity. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so uh, DH is on that uh, part of that. Who else? Danny Hernandez. Yeah. Uh, you thought somebody else, didn't you? You saw the other. You that's not that DH. Dar Hikma. Sheikh. So and then Imam Wesley. Imam right. Wesley LeBron. Yeah. yeah. Any any relation to LeBron James? Oh my god. Uh, in Ohio, they think so. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Don't remind him of Ohio. We, we so did, we did a workshop in Ohio, and that's how we advertised it. Really? LeBron is coming. LeBron, and it was successful among the youth. <laughs> People actually came through. Yeah, it came through. LeBron. So, so where, where, uh, what, where has the work reached now on your guys' side? Right now, we're right now we're still in the, uh, a logistics phase. We have we're, we're like uh, coupled up with an alliance which is an alliance that was made between uh, Puerto Rico and Haiti and that group is about 40 orgs most of them are men are uh, medical professionals and then uh, then we have another another group that's ready to to work on the ground they have some experience you know the problem here is that you know this hit and at the same time we were trying to work for uh, doing doing some work in Puerto Rico because there's like about 4,000 uh, people that have no roofs. So, you know, Dorian had an impact and it's about two years now since Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. And I, from what and, I understand, it's already cut you off that recuperation from that, what what occurred in Puerto Rico two years ago still has, is not anything substantial. It's people no, it's are not still substantial. Really, really in a bad situation still. Yeah, there's been mass migrations and then yeah. now recently they took away four four hundred million from uh what FEMA was supposed to give and t so that they can build the wall. You know, the Mexican United oh, States. Trump's wall. wall? Yeah, Trump's oh, wall. Oh okay. Trump's wall. Oh, I didn't know that. Trump's wall that but we're paying for it, not Mexico. Yeah. Mine's in favor of it. Yeah, <laughs> just joking. I'm kidding. Mahin we don't need any more negative heat. Mahin is in favor of depriving us. <laughs> no. No, I'm joking. I, I was gonna ask: Are do you have any plans to go to? Well, it's already taken down. Do you have any plans to go to Bahamas soon? The the thing right now is that to get into that area, that's all because of the way that the uh, the logistics has come from the government. Everything is by permission. You know, it, because they have limited who can come in, who can't. Okay. Right. It's not necessarily so open, but the benefit uh, of their situation versus the Puerto Rican situation is that uh, because they have different laws that are governing in that area, so you're having more international aid. But mm -hmm. again, you know, when you start dealing with thousands and thousands of people in in this type of condition, the loss of life is is 
you know, pretty heavy. So the fact that it's a tourist spot for like Westerners, yeah. um, is that bringing additional support? You think from like Amer- like you know, basically. I mean, uh, the reality the is that these situations these situations prompt uh, disaster capitalism. So the longer these situations remain as they are, it's more beneficial for those who want to come in and invest, right? And so there's a lot of Bahamians already in Florida. So there's about eight politicians that have been pretty much lobbying uh, the White House to just give them visas to come in. So, you know, if they do come in, if you have like 50 thousand come in or whatever is permitted to come in you know it's it's very likely that they'll be staying over here and then the investors will come in i mean that's the that has been the the tendency so some kind of like weird island gentrification uh it's not weird island gentrification it is happening okay there's gentrification going on you know especially in the caribbean it's happening uh and you you have the the venture capitalists, you know, that's the approach that they have been taking to all these disasters. Right. I gotcha. So, Sheikh, your uh, football today was pretty animated. I was there during Did the whole thing. Animated? Yeah, you, you got worked up. Actually, I've heard that about every animated. animated. I, I wanted to know a little bit about your methodology. Like, do you go in there prepared? Because it seems like you passion people such as you and I. We don't need to do a whole lot of preparation. We just speak from the heart. So you, you didn't just... come prepare for this? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Sim doesn't have to prepare. Are you kidding me? He so. just likes really? camera action. Actually, I've heard that from. Um, so I have a friend who goes to ICW for Jomo. He 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 doesn't. And he your football is at ICW today. Yeah, ICW. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Center Wheaton. That's uh, my backyard. Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine. He, he, I remember he was like a couple months. I think when you after you moved here, it's like there was like guys screaming at Juma Khutba. I'm like, we need people because usually after Juma, it's like after lunch, <laughs> so like people are sleeping. So yeah. you need to like wake them up. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Like and then I heard and I think I met up with you later that day and you were like, oh, I connected dots. Like yeah, that was that was my Sheikh. That was Sheikh Yusuf. <laughs> and then uh, he was like. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and and so now he knows, like, um, or I'll tell, or he'll know, he'll see, I guess, in the schedule that you're going to be given khutbah. He's like, oh, Mahin, you know, Sheikh Rios is going to be given khutbah. Mm. And so it's all, but it's always like, I was like, how was it? How was, what's the discipline level? He's like, man, it's like, you're going to break the speakers. <laughs> oh, wow. <Mashallah. laughs> but, 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 but I, I got to see the video. I, 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 I got to see it to believe it because my friend is kind of soft. So like I mean, you you, you that's you, the background. You know that this is such a this is such a cultural reality <laughs> of what you know uh, the whole issue of how you deliver the khutbah and and who vibes off of it and who doesn't. Yeah, you know throughout the years I've I've encountered you know that there's some communities that just they they like to be animated. Yeah, and then there's uh, other communities that don't, and there's crossover communities. So, uh, there's just not enough umph behind. People like you and I, if we're not, if we don't get animated, it, it reminds me of Doctor. Do you know the you, you all know Doctor Salah Sultan, who's in, in prison in Egypt right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he used to be the imam. He used to be one of the imams in Columbus, Ohio, back oh, like fifteen know. years ago. Yeah, and so you know he, when he got on the mimbar, yeah, yeah. And he'd be screaming, like it was like, and we'd be in, the, in this big gymnasium where they play basketball, so it would like reverberate. It was like imagine like an Akram in your local, mm. like reverberating for the place. Yeah, yeah. So know? what what. What uh what was the khutbah about if you mind me asking or Sim maybe you can Sim let's test your uh, I came during the end yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had to say yeah why is it yeah because uh, look I, I heard 
pure <laughs> Islamic sentiment, and you don't really need to hear the detail on that. You just know the brother speaking from the heart, and you're with him. And I just went uh, went up to him afterwards, and I'm like, you know what? And he was ready to act. I'm like, I'm defected. there with you, and I'm I'm gonna make sure. Said, I know something about the Bahamas was yes, mentioned. He said he's ready to act. And I'm like, you know what? I'm broke, but I have a platform for you, Shit. <laughs> so so the, the khutbah was generally about the Bahamas and humanitarian? No, the khutbah wasn't about the uh, about the Bahamas. That's the part that Sim didn't sleep on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the khutbah, by the way, I do come prepared. I know, I know. The khutbah was, the khutbah was uh, a focus on reflecting on uh, Surat al-Nisa. Actually, I've been doing some reflections on Surat al-Nisa, mostly on a thematic sense, right? Because that kind of is an easy way to... Refute take, feminism. Uh, to take away from <laughs> Refute feminism. <laughs> well, Surat al-Nisa is all about, the, you know, the woman. Yeah, mashallah, that's exactly and, where you want to go. And so, you know, this reflection has been there, and um, the there was this continuity on the whole concept of what kind of community should we have. Right? Mm. But, you know, part of that was in response to, I think, you know, as Muslims... We do need to respect women, and I think that we have our own orientation. And I think that uh, sometimes when you see these situations that have occurred, like the uh, you know, the so-called honor killing, yeah, you know, it bring it brings tension. And so, how do we respond to that? You know, and and I think that that's where that's where this left-right debate is at. I think a lot of times we don't want to deal with these types of issues. But the reflection on certain he says, you know, coming back to you know, community building and, and the family building and part of it is also respecting the woman. But the but that was a that was a point of continuity, right? Just kind of connecting what we already have done. Because at the message we have some sort of agreement that there has to be continuity in message rather than, you know, uh, bringing a, a type of khutbah style in which is very disconnected and there's no continuity. So people throughout here, they don't they don't have any sense of orientation. Mm. They just hear a bunch of different messages and they don't see... They you know, can't any, make a picture any, out of it. Yeah, yeah. Any, mm. any big picture. So that was the the, the initial point, but then Surat al-Hajj was the, was the main reflection point. Mm. Right? Surat al-Hajj was the main reflection point and, and the whole concept of building the community and standing for our dignity. Right, uh, you know, we have a lot of people that try to defame us or whatever they use, whatever means, you know. And we have we have a right to have our own voice, you know, as a Muslim community, you know, and and establish our dignity. You yeah. know, that, that's kind of the, you know, the second thrust. Yeah. Second thrust in light of our our beautiful uh, <laughs> spectators. Spectators. <laughs> no, I I like I always like to get a recap on as many khutbas as I can on Fridays because it. Uh, it's usually whenever somebody has a khutbah they've prepared um, and they put their whole heart and soul into it. And it, I think it's worth mentioning. I remember the last few times I attended, or the last time I attended your khutbah at ICW, I literally went home and I told my you know kids about it and my family about it. Because a lot of times some of the women folk, they don't go to Jummah. They want to know. Like sometimes the wife It's really like, tough, man. Yeah. My Have you ever was, done a khutbah, Mahin? It's been, it's been a minute. It's been a minute? Yeah, I can't, I can't do it. The khutbah al-Hajj part is is a, is, a, is, but, is takes me for a doozy. I always forget it. By the time the next time I have to do khutbah, like oh, you're, it's up, your turn for a brother Sim to do the khutbah, and then I'm you might like, just have it written written down and read off of no, I no, then you don't look like you're someone eating. with authority. Then people don't respect you when you have will, something bro. written down it on paper. What are you, I'm, you think I'm an amateur at this? You have matter. to have this memorized. You can read. No, you can read off. Hey, Shikamar, when's when's the last time you gave khutbah? 
Uh, man, I, I want to go to one of your kudbas. This poor guy, man. After he came maybe, from Rio, like after he ago, came from Egypt, maybe like a year, months, six months ago, yeah. A, really? After after Sheikh Amr came back from Egypt, I would give him such a such a hard time after each kudba. I'm like, you didn't mention this, you didn't mention this, you didn't yeah, mention this. That was good though. It helped me a lot. But though. look, it I know like the guy knows it. I know like he knows it. It's not like I'm like like I'm I'm there he to was break like him down. He was like my personal Toastmasters. He was telling me that it's it like, should have been like this. It's like I know, like when you're um, when you're looking at someone externally, it's much more easier to be critical. And when we have that kind of relationship, we grew up together. Yeah. He, he knows that nothing's coming from a bad place. Of course, he knew he knew like every single thing I'm mentioning is only to make him better. I would actually be kind of looking forward to because I know he's got a critical eye too. You know, so it helps a lot later on. You realize it. You don't realize what you're doing, especially when you're in the zone of something. Until somebody actually brings it. I'm very logically oriented. I want like logical progression on, you know, you're building a a theme or a thesis statement and then you kind of expound on that and then you wrap it up at the end. Basic, you know, English 101, right? But um, I don't know what what the structure was in how khutbahs are supposed to be conducted, at least from the Egyptian curriculum. But I I just (laughs) thought that, I just thought it was illogical at least... uh, but you know, you you stepped up your game. You've come so far. Like you know, props to you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah, there's it. so many people who would have taken him personally. Like I, I I went in hard at him sometimes. I mean, he was he's like my brother. So I could do I could do that. You know, you so slap him around and abuse him. No, I'm like, look, you didn't prepare verbally. And, you know, like verbally. Like when when you don't prepare, like I'm able. I know, like he knows it. You know. Because I know, like him and what he says when we're sitting, you know. But there's another element to the. At yeah. least for me, you talk about style. On a personal level, there's always I'm always waiting for like some sort of inspiration from Allah. You know, there's times where I used to put in a lot of hours in preparation, yeah. Yeah. and then that just goes to the side. Yeah, you prepare, and then you have to be open to be, you know, also to to catch to catch the vibe, so to speak. Yeah. But that's, that's but important. what you just mentioned in terms of um, that little process that's going on in your head so that you can interact with your audience, usually that happens like, especially when I'm like preparing for this podcast, right? I have like my phone sitting on, on a cradle in the car. I don't use it while I'm driving, but as soon as I come to a stoplight, I have like a little notes application where I'll, wherever thoughts, a lot of these thoughts come to my mind while I'm driving, I just write them down. Yeah, that's a great idea. And... And it helps because you think like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hang on to it. Such a profound thought and sounds forget magical. About it in two hours. I promise you, you'll forget about it because it's just happened so you many have times. Right ideas, don't yeah. you? Especially, well, do you ever um, lay down at night and you can't go to sleep? Yep. A lot of these, but you're completely like a lot of it's like sensory deprived, and you don't have anything but the the stuff going on in your brain. And so many awesome thoughts come. That's the but then you're like, you're oh, in the morning, turning. in the morning, I'll write it down or I'll, I'll remember in the morning and then the morning comes around and you completely forget. No, but that's the reason why people toss and turn because they're thinking of so many things. You know? Yeah. And if you're having like 20 thoughts a night, if you can't go to sleep, two of those thoughts are going to be profound. Yeah. You know, and you have to, and you're, you wake up in the morning, you're like, man, what was that thing? It was so cool. I was thinking, it actually made my heart, you know, beat, speed up. That's how awesome that idea was. But then. Goes away. Yeah, the tapping into the creativity. I mean, right now that's something that has is being studied on a lot of levels. But I think that we a lot of times don't uh, tap into ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, from from what you're saying, that that's tapping into yourself. 
And there's another element, you know, I think that the other element is because of what the Muslims go through, we should tap into ourselves because not everything that we're thinking is always yeah. the best, hmm. right? You know, a lot of us are, are stressed out or, you know, we're going through issues. But I think that, you know, being aware of that gives us room to come back to this point of view, yeah. to capture so many creative ideas. And if you if you look at creative figures, that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're just more aware of all of that that's coming to them. And sometimes what they're aware of is, is just connecting the dots between what took place in the morning and in the afternoon. And yeah. they make a sandwich out of yeah. that, you know, yeah. and they're ready to eat. Yeah. You know, new ideas created. Yeah. You know, I think is I think that's very important. You know, to be to be open to yourself at that level. There's stages in your life that uh, you you get those idea flows. Or, you know, even the even the term flow has been coined. You know, the, yeah. to be in that flow state of flow. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. state of flow, flow state. Yeah, right. I could tell when you're in, when you're doing those um, Facebook lives from your phone. Yeah, I know you're in in that in that zone. Like, man, I got I got to. I gotta talk. That's one of the reasons why I do the Facebook live. Yeah. So you have an idea, and then you're just like, I gotta capture this right now. So I might as well yeah, just go yeah. live. As one of the reasons why I do the Facebook lives is, is to is to is to build on that, right? Because as as a youth, I was really into art. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then and then when I got older, I was really into like philosophy, right? And then you know, as I get older, I'm into more practical stuff. So those are different states of being. Yeah. Right. And so that they're having to capture like what you were saying yeah. that's very important for us yeah. is you you capture it and then you clarify things you know by by taking that moment of trying to elaborate on it you clarify it and you and you're in a process of knowledge yeah. you know i know that the traditional islamic knowledge comes from revelation yeah. but there's also that other element of reflection yeah. right there's that element of, of of being in their in their creative mode and unfortunately a lot of us are not into that as muslims but this environment it creates for that. Yeah. You know, um, you know, some people when they're into the music side of things, they feel that they understand that vibe. Yeah. Aside from the halal haram yeah. side of it, they feel that vibe. You know, there's a vibe that comes from there. Or they're yeah. into the arts. You know, they feel they feel that vibe. And so for me that those are a lot of times creative moments helps me to develop thoughts, helps me to to kind of reflect on things uh, and, and to, to utilize my time in that direction. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I was telling my daughters. Um, you know, one of them was you know, always on the headphones and, you know, they're listening to music or something. And I'm like, look, forget about the halal haram. I don't care because I told them, like, you know, it just keep the You messages. don't care. No, I mean. Hold on a second. We no, got Bro, no, no, no. I, I didn't mean it like that. No, this dude is leftist. No, He's, he has come out of the closet. Oh, you got me. I've been uncovered. Anyway, what I meant to say was, what I meant to say. Please don't leave us, audience. We're really conservative, hardcore people. Um, what I meant to say was that you know, I choose my battle. Don't back up. I, I pick my. I don't pick my. I, I pick my battles carefully with my daughters. Okay, so with, with my daughters, I said, hey. Um, you know, it's fine you want to do that, but uh, how about you know, you you guys like art and things like that, you know? So how about letting ideas kind of fester in your mind, where without any, without any input, without any sensory input, so that you can actually process all this input that's coming in, you know? Because what happens is they they come back from school at after eight hours, yeah. and then they come and they watch TV or whatever. Yeah. And then they're trying to, they had like no time to process any of this. So I'm like, hey, why don't you have some time where you just are, are not in, in taking any input and let all this stuff process so that you can actually 
create things, you know, whether it's art or writing, anything. But uh, do therapy, alcoholics anonymous, <laughs> leftist <laughs> anonymous, <laughs> leftist anonymous. You, see that? <laughs> you know what I, lo- I love about Chef Rios is that me and him disagree a lot about many different things. But How do we, we disagree about things, we, bro? You t- <laughs> let's not get started, bro. <laughs> I, would, no, I was gonna but, say but something, he, but I love him to death. Well, how come we don't have this kind of like a uh, problem with online, you know, where there's so many brothers who are like at each other's throats, but uh, Chef Rios, you know, he, he, uh, him and I have a good relationship. No, but mashallah, I mean, you know, he's one of those brothers, man. You see him, you meet him for the first time, mashallah, you feel like you know him forever. Yeah. But I don't want you to feel mushy and stuff. Yeah, bro. I feel awkward here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, feel, but I don't want to, I don't want to say feel mushy, bro. I'm a yeah. man, bro. <laughs> I was going to ask you something about the Facebook Lives, though. Yeah. So when you started doing, um, I think you've ramped up your frequency. So some of the listeners may know that I, I studied some text with you, like half a book, like back when you were in Cleveland over Google Hangouts, right? And so when you started doing live, I'm like, oh, this, this, is my, this is one of my teachers. I need to, like, you know, study his Facebook Lives, too. And it was, like, too much. It, it got to, like, three a day, right? Sometimes I would catch it, and I, I would, like, try to listen to it. Um I know some brothers are always really about trying to like follow all your stuff, you know, like Rayhan. How stuff. often do you update? How often do you Facebook Live? It depends. I mean, I had I've, I used that technique before when I used to when I started blogging, and it was actually some brothers in the UK that got me into the blogging things mm. uh, from when we were in Egypt together. Yeah, I remember your WordPress website. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah, and so that sometimes that content I just put it out because you just never know when you're gonna shift. Yeah. So you put the content out, and then it, you know it allows you to continue to develop. But it also it is a certain certain overload. But there's also this whole commitment of, you know, we're gonna flood it too. We're gonna flood the airwaves, you know, and 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 put content out there that uh, that has some relevancy. I think that uh, I think social media is awesome. I'm not one of those who's negative on social media at all. On on the from the angle of being down on social media. I think that we don't, we haven't mastered how to use social media. And part of that problem is that social media is changing now. Yeah. The liberty that was there, the, the you know, a lot of social media is changing. The, the, what we could have done with it, if we don't really learn how to utilize it more, right, we're going to lose a, a great opportunity. Mm. And so, so, you know, so sometimes I, I do two, sometimes I, I give it a break, sometimes I do three. It depends, like what you're saying, capturing ideas. But the intent you know? isn't really for, like, I, I realized later that it probably was just for an outlet for you. It's not necessarily that you n- no, it's, are looking uh, it's for to people. Cre- it's to create dialogue. I'm not looking for followers. Okay. I'm not looking for followers. It, this is not a marketing technique. Okay. You know, that's not my you're approach. Not, doing like, not a Gary Vaynerchuk kind of? <laughs> no, no the, the, the idea is to, to communicate with others and, and provoke thought and dialogue uh-huh. and mm. clarify for myself. Right, that's the idea, and it, and and I don't care if it's two people, one person, as long as it reaches some people and there's some sort of intellectual exchange, elevate the, you know, the uh, the standard a little bit as far as ideas. Yeah, in that context, right? Because two, we don't want to get too too academic. Yeah. One thing you always talk about is like the reality on the ground, and I I first I first met you in 2011 in Cleveland. Remember I mushed at Okba? You took me to some tea spot. And I'll do a tea house. Was that what it was? Yeah. yeah. That's what he does. That's, that's what he did to me culture, bro. Yeah. Cultural cinema. That's how you brainwash in a good way. <laughs> and I, I remember. So, Cilantro. Coffee shop. Cilantro. Cilantro. <laughs> By AUC. I remember that. Anyway. I, I remember uh, I asked you at the time my wife was doing her residency in obstetric gynecology, right? 
and she would uh, sometimes be stuck at work like without even a break for like 14, 15 hours straight. Wow. And she would come home and pray all her salah. And I would like kind of rig, like rip on her a little bit. Like, this is what super salah, like combine like Dohar Asar Maghrib and Ishala once. Like, what's up with this? And I would be like, you know, I'd guilt her. I'd be like, listen, you know, hope you're ready to take this to the day of judgment. I would be late. You know what I'm saying? Because like, and so Sheikh Yusuf. Why are you saying this on the air, dog? I'm just, hey, um, she knows. I mean, I thought, no, Sheikh Yusuf was like, hey, dude, you need to chill out, man. Your wife is fulfilling like, was it a, like a community obligation? <laughs> right, because of like, there's no sisters. Married to you? I didn't think about that one. I was a... uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's taking Mahin away from you. <laughs> Do you know what the interesting is though? The only person I actually made to see you consistently make you laugh is Sim. I've never seen someone consistently make you laugh. <laughs> Sheikh, uh, you, you will not believe. Uh, we used to go to um, uh, Sheikh together, you know, to learn from oh, when we were young. And every my challenge was the sheikh was super serious about everything, and <laughs> I, he would be sitting across from me, and I would be sitting on the uh, uh, on one side, right next to this giant teddy bear that was right. I think it was hopefully the 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 sheikh's uh, kids' toy or something. It was, but it was, it, was, it was yeah, it was like a stuffed teddy bear. I, I want to say it was it's like four feet tall, yeah. huge, and I would like be like you know be like really next to it, and and this guy would just start end up cracking up and. My whole challenge was to get the sheikh to laugh because he was super serious. And then eventually, eventually he started laughing. He did, yeah. Yeah, After he got comfortable with me. Yeah, but he actually thought you were crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think he did. Which, yeah, that's good. That theory is not too old. But back, back to the point was like that you said, like, you know, chill out, dude. That's what he pretty much told me. You need to chill out with her because, like, she's, you know, doing, like, the best. The, her reality is the whole, like, you know, you never said, like, it's on okay. the ground. You didn't, but, but at the same time, you never told me. You never said it's okay for her to pray like the horror at like 10 p.m. But it was kind of, I kind of got the point. Like sometimes, cause like I looked at them, I looked inward. I was like, yeah, there's times when I probably like have to submit, like delay or I miss, right? For some reason that's probably in my own mind unacceptable. Um, but her situation is probably even more difficult because I know for a fact she'd be like, because you're like delivering babies and stuff and you got yeah. blood all over you and then so yeah. you got that issue and you got to do what do and I'm like hey and I'm like you can't wipe you got to stick your foot in the sink too <laughs> so it was like so she's like what <laughs> so it was all kinds of like yeah, I mean sometimes she would tell me like I wouldn't eat lunch no eat lunch no dinner sometimes you don't have time to go to the restroom right wow. it, it, it's it's like residency they, they work you to death Um. so I was it, it just gave me that perspective first time I was like man because when I when I met you for the first time, I was like, I, 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 I'll be honest, I prejudged you. I was like, all right, this dude's pants up with the ankles. All right, he's one of these guys. He's one of these ox. He's one of these ox. <laughs> Bro, so, when, I, when, I, when I first saw him, I, when I first saw him, I'm like, man, this guy's the Latino Mike Tyson. And, uh, <laughs> Actually, you're right. He does look like Mike Bro, Tyson. Like, this guy is not somebody you want to mess with. You, Sim, just keep your jokes to a very bare minimum, you know, and uh, if you say something wrong, you're going to come back with a black eye. And that was before. What about after? After, <laughs> you know, I... This uh, is, this know the brother. Is you first yeah, met Sheikh Yusuf that first episode on the YouTube. Was that the first time you met him? The first time ever you met I him? Think, I think so. Yeah, I think, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but 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 it told me the whole idea of like... What's like, there's this idea that Tarak Ramadan needs to talk about, like. <gasps> I'm not sure you're allowed to mention him. Who just made that? I can't. Oh, okay. Are you being serious? I don't know. I totally don't care. He talks about this idea of like the scholars of the text and the scholars of the context, yeah. right? And they how they need to work together, right? Yeah. 
and it's not like one side only it's you know they kind of have to be harmonized so that's kind of uh can you talk a little bit about your approach that's a beautiful you... principle actually i think you know? i mean the reality is that you know the reality is that uh if you, you sheikh ahmed Tahrian, who's one of the leading maliki scholars in egypt and very advanced in age also he was the head of uh comparative fiqh uh in uh in allah Hazar sharif one of the things uh that he had you know what uh, talked about what was the necessity of not invalidating another person's ibadah you know that that was the general tendency in, in al-azhar not invalidating a person's ibadah or you know the whole concept of trying to find an excuse for a muslim some people think that that is a uh basically they think that that is a taking a very lenient liberal approach to the deen that's it but they don't see where people are at right the scholars of azhar they have a tendency of looking at people from their angle of they're in the development phase so how is it that you know we can meet them where that because they're not obligated to follow a madhab that's the reality you know they, they can follow method but they're not obligated and so they had looked at that some of them anyway had looked at it from the angle of okay you know whatever opinion is given to them that's an opinion which is suitable for them and so the best opinion to give them is that which will encourage them to keep practicing. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the madhab, yani madhab al-tashi. Is and even in the Hanafi madhab. Hey, what's the madhab of tashi? Madhab al-tashi, madhab al-tashi is to see to seek how it is that rather than invalidating a person's actions, see how it is that that person's actions can be corrected, mm. right? And so you even find that in the Hanafi madhab, you know, the tendency of the Hanafi madhab is that. Uh, there's no such to, such a thing as what you know the contract either being sound or unsound. Mm. There's sometimes there's a middle ground as yeah. well, right? And so some people may not agree with that approach, but there's there's also the element of nurturing the people so that they can come into their practice of deen. Muslims are in a colonial reality, right? And so in that colonial reality, uh, is not popular amongst the Muslims to talk about that right because they they feel as though this is a, a leftist agenda yeah. but you know we're in the colonial reality yeah and so you find people are struggling with their islam yeah they're not struggling with necessarily with who allah is they have belief they may struggle with some details right but they believe in allah that's what i'm saying on who allah is i'm not going into the academic side i'm saying they believe allah exists they have a relationship with allah but they may be struggling Right in the whole process, and so even in a place like Egypt, where you have people, the, the amount of pressure is massive. We see that that pressure evolved to a point where there was a revolution. Yeah. Right, and so that that was that's the that's the reality on the ground. So we have to have an approach for Dawa where we're not looking at uh, we're not looking at the strongest of the person, right, in the community, but we're looking at the weakest of the person. And and so the, some of the ulama they have that tendency. We judge by the weakest in the ummah to keep them in the fold, <coughs> yeah. you know, and to build them up and strengthen them. Not by the ones that are strong. This is what got the humblies in problems historically. And this is something that uh, Sheikh Ahmed Taharayan was saying. There's a tendency in Egypt to call somebody that's very strong the humbly, right? That mm. that you're humbly, and that became the case because the students of Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal they didn't differentiate between his fiqh and his personal commitment to taqwa and to personal development on the spiritual level and his sacrificing for the deen, spiritually speaking, 
right? And so his personal commitment, they confused it with his fiqh and they obligated the people to personal piety where Islam may give you flexibility, just like at Arafah. It's nice if you pray at the top of the mountain, but, but it's just, it's a field that's open. You know, you can, you can pray wherever it's designated, it's, it's open. Sometimes we impose upon people stringency when the deen itself gives you choice. Yeah. Right. And that's that's part of the problem that we're facing in doubt with a lot of the situations that we're confronted. We don't realize what people are, are, are suffering or what they're struggling with. And we think that just because we're opening the door a little bit that they're going to fall out. That's not necessarily the case. And actually, what we're seeing is those who are extremely stringent, they have a tendency of collapsing. Right. After their stringency. And you're looking back. Weren't you the one yesterday that was. You know, you were preaching this and this and this, and you were strict on the dean. And, you know, we're, we're finding even in the counseling side, imams, we're finding people that were known in the community to be people that were on the sunnah, practicing the dean, people that would never be considered to, ha to have even any possibility of leaving Islam, disappearing from the scene. Mm -hmm. mm. Right. And I'm telling you a real case where there was a sister who actually went against her family. To marry a brother who was from a different culture because the brother was solid in his Islam. To call back to the community and to say, I don't know what to do. He's no longer practicing. He's even with a non-Muslim now, right, at this point in time. Was he a convert? So, so, yeah, he was a convert, right? Mm. And it's not it's not an issue of convert instability. We see that mm. across the board. One of my we, friends is very uh, adamant about having a some kind of a buffer time. For converts, what do you think about that? A ten year, I think you're talking about white converts. <laughs> yeah. really, like, I don't want to put I'm the guy under the bus because he's not here to defend himself. But he's like, uh, you know what? We should have a, a buffer zone because there could be a spy. You know, and I'm like, you know, I don't know about this, and it's kind of a. Yeah, I think he's serious about it too. I, I think he talks about it so that, much. That, that's actually a terrible experience, man. No, yeah. it's it's a little funny. But, it's, it's a no, little because humorous, our bro, but, boy Ryan, who does the. Uh, yeah. the controls he he was he talked to me about some no, podcast that, that about you know, being a spy no no but yeah people <laughs> actually think that he's a spy all the time like he's yeah. like no dude i'm just that's the ch uh, you know what that's one thing that's, challenge, that's yeah. the that's something that that's something that uh, for a long time i've considered like the struggles of european i don't like calling them white yeah. I don't, but european americans their struggles because i associate white with yeah. the white supremacist system and all of that but the but the you know European Americans they have their own unique struggles in Islam, yeah. and they themselves don't want to confront some of that stuff at times, yeah. right? And so that's 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 something for for folks. If you're listening out there and you have any preconceived bias towards uh, the white guy being a spy at your mosque, it's think about it from the FBI and the CIA's perspective. They would rather have a brown guy, <laughs> yeah. you know, blend in, get feeding their information. You know uh, what they'll inconspicuous. do. Yeah, inconspicuous. They'll probably have a little dirt on them because every brown person, you know, they, they fib a little bit on their income when they're applying for their credit card. <laughs> he probably, you know, did that and then got caught up in some mess. And they they found some and, stuff dude, on we, them. We just have to be aware of people when they come into Islam, bro. You just have to let go of all strings and just accept them and just just accept them with open arms, man. The last, do you know how many? things that they have to deal with and just like the thing that you mentioned and man one of the days that just brought tears to my eyes is like i didn't think about it my whole life and like the most loneliest day for people who become muslim is the days of eid 
Like, that broke my heart when I heard about that, bro. Yeah. I was like, man, I have been Muslim. I've been living here my whole life. And I never thought about that until, like, two years ago, bro. You know? So, even we have to just let go of all these. Dude, nobody's going to be a spy. You know? Don't think of it. Like you said, if anything, it's going to be a daisy dude. Because we're usually the weakest. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got the most colonial uh, mindset. It's still in our generation. But anyways, to make things a little serious... Um, a little more serious. I think that there's there's two things that you mentioned that were really important that I think we need to really uh, elaborate a little more on is every institution has its way of dealing with the awam, with the layperson, right? And people, I think, haven't really understood the style of the Azharis and the people that usually graduate from the Azhar is... One of, I think, the strong points is that it's kind of ingrained in you. Even if you're studying an advanced text, that when you deal with people, you deal with them. Not that you're any better than them, but you have to deal with... <laughs> but also, you have to treat everyone like they're a work in progress with their relationship with Allah. Right. Not as if they should know everything and how dare they don't know this. Is and that's where you see that there's a certain type of lutf, there's a certain type of generosity and kindness and helm that you see in the Azhari scholars when they're dealing with people, even though they can be mountains of knowledge, right? But when they talk to the awam, they'll start like Sheikh Mutawali Sha'rawi. What a beautiful example. The guy is an alama in encyclopedia and tafsir, but when he talks to the people, he talks their language, he talks in the same dialect, he uses the same examples that they know. And he doesn't have high expectations from them, but he wants them to remain in that relationship with their creator. So the, no matter what it is that we attain academically, if we don't have that element of keeping people fresh with their relationship with Allah, there's no value to whatever you've learned. Because, you know, and, and, and I know it's a bold statement, but what good is anything that we learn if we can't keep people with their relationship with Allah? Like, what are those advanced texts going to do for you? Well, that's the thing. I mean... For for all the criticism that he got, Sheikh Qaradawi. Yeah. Sheikh Qaradawi mentioned that as a point that, you know, the that there that there's a line. And that line is like, you know, the line is keeping the people in Islam. Like what is it that keeps a person in Islam at minimum? Yeah. Akiv Dahawiyah was based on that type of thinking. Yeah. What keeps people within some sort of frame? Yeah. Right? Even though it's a polemical text. Right, the, the thing is, what keeps people within that frame? Imam Ghazali went to that struggle. Yeah, Imam Ghazali went to that struggle of, you know, how can we, how can we understand how to deal with people across the board, right? And that's why he he wrote Faisal Tafrika, you know, or, or basically, you know, a criterion of tolerance. What is our tolerance level? I think that a lot of Muslims, because they stay within a realm of learning and experience, that's limited, and it's not negative, so to speak. <clears throat> they stay within that realm and they don't understand that there's a the struggle that I'll give you an example the struggle I'm having now is that a lot of Muslims like right now I completely have a different orientation like my Facebook is not directed towards Muslims completely because I have non-Muslims I have different people of different orientations yeah. so some people can't understand they're saying you know well well what you know what about Islam here it's like what about Islam? We're Muslim. You're, you're questioning the basics of our Islam? All of us are Muslims. It's a given. The question is, how are we going to deal with people that are not Muslim? 
in the constitution of Medina, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu didn't obligate the non-Muslims to accept Islam. It was a, let's come to a, a, a point of agreement between ourselves of how we're going to function. We forget that there's, in the Quran, there's la ikraha fi right? That there's no compulsion in deen. We forget that. So we're living in a pluralistic world in which people are not going to accept our way. Yeah. And so, we, you know, so even in usul al-fiqh, that's something that, you know, had kufar khatibun bi furu'a sharia You know, that are, are the, are the, are the, are the non-Muslims who don't believe in Islam, are they obligated to follow in the details of the deen? The ulama, they debated that with the majority saying no. And so that comes back down to something like, well, your neighbor is drinking a 40. Oh, easy there. And <laughs> your neighbor is drinking a 40. <laughs> that was perfect timing. And, sure, you know, spill some water. And uh, what you going to call it? It's okay, don't worry. And and I'm and I don't I don't I don't drink. Do you go and you enjoy the good on your neighbor and forbid the evil on your neighbor? No, but you know what I do? I, I do put my uh, non-Muslim friends in the acquaintance acquaintances group mm -hmm. in Facebook so I can say all the scary stuff I want to the Muslims. You know, because you, sometimes you have to be strong and and stern with the Muslims because they they're not understanding something, but you don't want the far to see that you know because they they'll get scared from. Me. Dude, because sometimes they're, they're your co-workers and things. Is he serious? I can't tell by his face. He's serious. <laughs> There's a little truth in there, no? Okay, okay, you don't no, think no, so? No, you no, don't no, think no. You, you, uh, some, you might intimidate some of your non-Muslim friends by... Yeah, well, what happened, bro? Oh, well. He, he doesn't, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you do. <laughs> I think I do. Can you name one non-Muslim friend that you have? Anyways, his so. neighbor probably. <laughs> no, the, no, the guy that cuts your lawn doesn't count. Are the people, so are the people of, of non-Islam are they obliged by Islam? Right. That's I think that's basically what he's what he's what what you're getting at. But so I'm just saying, you're put saying them in the acquaintances group. This is I'm a serious just, issue. No, it is serious. That's why I want to come back issue. to this. It's a serious so issue. So you were saying that you were struggling with something. What yeah. element of this are you? Saying I'm struggling with the Muslim community coming to terms with Islam. Is not Islam is not obligated. The Muslim community is not obligated to force the non-Muslims to abide by our principles. This is the but which, number which Muslim one. is doing that though? Most Muslims have them. They don't know how to deal with this gray area, right? That's why we're in a pluralistic society and the types of debates that we have. We just don't want right? our you know lard in our in our donuts, and that's we'll be happy with that. No, what do you experience? I want to know about consumer base. No, well, what, what, uh, supply what, what, demand. What Huh? What what like on every on like, every level because I like this conversation you know, on every level uh, I think I think that this is a it, it brings us to the right left debate mm -hmm. right from the angle of that we've never been in a situation historically yeah where we've had to deal with this level of plurality yes where we don't have power yeah right Andalus we had power Andalus we had power. But, but even in Andalus, look at the look at the type of pluralism that existed. Yeah. Right. The type of pluralism that existed was giving people space to operate out of their framework. Right. Yeah. To operate out of their framework. Right. And there was a certain general culture that everybody contributed to. Right. Right. Even though now there's a revisionist history that's saying, well, maybe it wasn't all that great for the people of the book. But in general, that's the tendency. Right. Right. But here we're we're living in a reality. First of all, we're living we're living under certain principles that are supposed to be universal, like the idea of citizen, the idea of justice, right? There's certain things, there's yeah. certain things, certain challenges within the within the liberal state 
or the that the liberal citizen has to engage in right here it's not necessarily right left is the concept of liberal as a as a political reality right. which is the social contract right in in this concept of liberal philosophy there's a social contract okay. that you as an individual, you have certain rights. You're a carrier of rights. You're talking about classical liberalism yes. as the overall... As a political philosophy. Okay, okay. not as, as a... liberal as Democrat. That, yeah. Not that. Kind not of... like leftist. Yeah. yeah. Leftist even has... Its, uh, we misunderstand what leftist means, what liberal means. Yeah. We, we, we're associating we're libertinism yeah. with everything leftist. Yes. Right? And this is a mistake from... For, and, 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 you know, I ask people to slow up. Because we're we're mistaking the whole concept of just loose morality with everything that's left, and we're associating right with uh, with morality and virtue, mm, and that's not yeah, that's yeah. not that's not necessarily the case, right? And so people, but there are huh? those elements in the left, though those libertine elements, those people who do not want to be constricted but, by 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 laws lib- and and whatever our our conceptions of morality is. And there's the, the same thing with the right. There are now. The, yeah. Now there are. There right. are. There. There are those elements now. Is that is that the 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 concept the, the concept of the the There's a lot to be said in this type of discussion. But the the problematic that we face is that as Muslims we can't obligate the non-Muslims, yeah. and then you're you. We're not in a position. We're we're not in a situation where we're legislating. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Muslims are demanding that we legislate according to Islam yeah. in a secular society yeah. in which there's supposed to be some some sort of some sort of uh, divide or fissure between the church and the state. Yeah. That division between the church and the state is what allows Muslims to have the liberty yeah. right to exist. So there's a, cer- a certain level of secularism which we agree with. Right. Right. Which is which is. Because we believe that Dean applies to all of life, yeah, right. Whereas the concept of secularism, as it as it arose in Catholicism, it was because they separated the world into between that which is profane, yeah, and that which is for the divine, yeah. So the priesthood and all of that, that was the realm of God, the city of God. Right. The profane was like the people that got married, the people that didn't take the vow of yeah. chastity, the people that didn't take the vow of poverty. So you're saying. For example, I'm not, I'm, and if if I misunderstood, let me know. Um, for if the LGBT community wants to get married over here, mm. we don't care about that because you don't follow our faith. That's a per, that's a that's a reality on a political level. Yeah, that the state has to work out with them. We're not in charge yeah. of the state, right? Right. It, it you know Muslims need to ask the question. Okay, if there was a political order in which Muslims were in charge, yeah. how would you work that out? I, you know, I don't think so. Like we know our boy Roy, right? Ismail Roy, he works a lot with the right wing, and he or conservative Muslims, or sorry, conservative, conservative Christians, Christians and tries to build alliances and you know build policy around shared values that Islam and Christianity have, right? So that's his thing, and uh, we we've had a lot of discussions regarding this kind of stuff, but I don't think they're talking about. In that respect of whether it's about, you know, things related to gay marriage, but they're talking about things related to morality, uh, traditional values. Like, for example, I don't want my, my kids I, being forced uh, to have, you know, my, my, my kid is, what, eight years old? And he, he doesn't need to know about LGBT, how uh, th- that world works. And they don't even know how babies are made. And why should they know about whether, uh, you know, what's it? 
Wh- yeah, whatever it, relationships it, are happening between men or, or women, you know, those it, are the, the issues that are kind of really. You're talking about yeah. age-appropriate realities. There's a complexity in that. There is a there is a complexity in that. But you have to realize that that struggle within the LGBT community, if they look at it from a different way, yeah, we don't have to agree with it, yeah. But if we don't understand it, yeah, right, that becomes an issue. Any anybody, for instance, social workers, you don't have to agree with that. Yeah. But you have to understand how that plays out because you're going to be dealing with people that are going through those realities. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so the problem that the Muslim community has is that they say, you know what, the heck with it. I don't even want to understand it. Yeah. Don't even tell me. The the issue is that, you know, if you're thinking if you're thinking everybody's promiscuous, that's the route. If you're thinking that everybody is sexually molested, that's the route. Yeah. Then you don't understand that phenomena. There, there, there may be some that take it on as a fad. Yeah. There may be some that it was like a, you know, it was like a biological decision. Maybe they, they, they had some no, sort of. No organ. one can say for sure right. because and, we, there's not just not enough studies. No, 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 no. Uh, there, no there are studies, not, but no, I'm, well, what not, I'm saying, what I'm saying is that there's a there's a whole host of reasons. No, let's for, not go to the science yeah. like that. What yeah. I'm saying is that. There's actual cases of people that may be like in hermaphrodite state. Okay. And they may get a biological, the, the parents may decide early on to shift them in biology. But that's so rare though. We're not talking about. Is it, that's not the, the, the yeah. point. The point that I'm saying is that we're not dealing with reality as it is. Yeah. Right. We had, a, we had the, we had the concept of eunuch yeah. where people's biological, if they were men, they were made into like females in the Ottoman empire. Yeah. And so some people have brought this type of stuff up that like, look, these, some of these things may have existed. Yeah. We, we, we try to veer away from it. I'm, I don't want to get into but, but the you, details of that. What I want to get into the issue is, is not to the details of that because yeah. that needs a series of discussions yeah. in order for there to be clarity. Yeah. What I'm saying is that we live in a society in which it's pluralistic. You don't have the power. You can impose on people. So you have to come to some terms and where you're going to deal with other people, how, how are you going to function? Yeah. We haven't come to terms with that. But we let, were, me, well, hold on, let me just yeah, add this yeah. one this one caveat. You mentioned the whole issue about aligning with other people with similar values. The problem that I have with this cop-out is that when this debate was taking place in society about the definition of the family and this and that, the Muslims were nowhere to be seen. They yeah. were nowhere on the political front. They had no concern because they thought it would not affect them. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you have a few people that have become people of the microphone or people lashing out or, you know, what, you know, after we know that with the RAM report, that the, with the RAM report that took place earlier on, in late 90s, there was this idea of pitting groups against each other. And there would began to be some support for people like Hirsa Ali and, and that camp. Right. Yeah. And so they were a minority. People got scared when they saw people like Linda Sarsour jump into the political front and start making alliances. They got scared when a lot of the sisters came out and started making those types of alliances. Then it became like, oh my God, there's this liberal threat. There's this. Th-. But they never said, they never were scared when they sent their children to the university, whether it was Berkeley or whatever university it was, yeah. they they had no problem with that. And, and for a while, even there was this whole thing, we need to study the liberal arts and this and that. They never were concerned with the fact that there would be some ideas which will come in 
that we really don't know how to deal with them. Yeah. But when they started But was seeing, it that uh, some of them didn't even know what it was about? They didn't even know. They just thought they were, their kids were getting a good education. I actually think, Sheikh Yusuf, I think what you're trying to say is the overall point is like what Ismail's involvement was is a newer issue because Muslims only get cons- they tend to react. Re- yeah. When it becomes a, yeah. when it's like, oh, this is a Muslim issue now. Right. And then we got to jump then on board. Then it's too late. Right. Then it's already, then we're already screwed. But yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't already... say screwed. I would say that then we have to face the reality. Okay. That we, we're, because we weren't proactive. We, we, I would say that we have to, we have to face the reality mm-hmm. that we live in a society in which there's people with different moral orientations. Because I don't want to, I don't want to get into that. Everybody's pitted against each other. Society is already polarized. Yeah. Right. There's real threats, and then there's threats which can, are problem. There's issues which are problematic. They're not necessarily but, threats. But if but, if it was just that, if the, so, here's the problem: that it's not just a matter of that they have their own moral framework and that you know they're living. A, According to their moral frame, they're, they're imposing, they're imposing their moral that whether it's left or right, their moral when it becomes a matter of their framework being imposed on things like our children or uh, the idea that um, the biological things that were biological facts are now up for debate. How now there's you know respected academics who are now putting pronouns underneath their names this is what i prefer to be called as he him well let me be you know? let me be from the right wing now yeah you're being a victim no i'm not saying yeah, it's a yeah, victim yeah, you're playing the victim no saying it's a victim it's an important yeah yeah there's you're, no you're, systemic you're, issue here brother <laughs> there's no systemic no, issue I'm, no, no you one, have no a one, choice no one's complaining you have a choice no let, let's take that position no one, you have a choice yeah. because this is what's always told to everybody that's on the other side and saying there's systemic issues and injustice and, and and I think here this is a valid issue. Yeah. You don't have to follow that. You can build your own institutions. Sure, but then well I mean what in what respect? These are supposed to be secular institutions where you're not supposed to be imposing the any, any, any specific demo- type they're, of they're democratic institutions at the level of the government. Right. They may not be full democratic institutions, but they are open to be influenced. Yes. Right? I and mean, so the... people grab power. The LGBT community engaged in a full-fledged revolution. Yeah. They changed the language, the history. They got, they created a space for themselves. Not just, I mean, you're right. They changed their history. I mean, they went through a revisionist history where they're not a revisionist history. Where, where they're the, changing the, the, facts. No, the homosexual, like, the homosexual community yeah. has been here and been involved. Whether it's James Baldwin or it, whether whether it's any others, they've yeah. been involved. What they have done is accented their orientation. And let you know, like, we've been here, right? And we're not undercover. This is what we're doing. It's been there. Yeah. We we, we don't like it, but it's a reality, right? Yeah. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah. But still, the, the situation of the Muslim community, like, when Catholics were under pressure, they built their own institutions. Right. The Jewish community, when they felt they were under pressure, they built their own institutions. And they still have their own institutions. And I think that the Muslims need to ask themselves... What do what are we really committed to? But here's the problem, we, though. We if, want, we, if we have our own institution, and for example, we you know our Muslim school does not want someone from that institution to teach over there because of their orientation, they're breaking the law, right? I think in this climate, that's not the case. In this climate, when you start talking about when you start talking about private institutions, you have a little more freedom to do what you want. 
right? But you not according to current laws. I mean, right now, if a school it was found proven that they, you know, did not hire a teacher because of their sexual orientation, you could get sued. It, that's any. Yeah, but that has to be that has to be investigated. I mean, it's not it's not so clear cut like that. There, well, there has been the right wing has pushed out in many in, in different states at this time. They have pushed out that type of that type of tendency that we can be sued because it's a private organization. Well, I mean, I mean the, the 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 whole cake cake maker case in Colorado. That's what it was about. That he didn't want to sell cake to a gay wedding, and he he got sued. And right, but he openly his... discriminated. Right, but that's his private business. But he openly discriminated. Right. Really. He said, yeah. "I don't, I don't want to I, do I don't, this I don't, because I don't, of this particular." Yeah, yeah, it's against my faith, and I don't feel like uh, your. That's his moral framework. We don't. Again, what you elucidated was was very yeah. profound regarding that. Hey, that's their moral framework, right. but, um, uh, but but put that aside. For that Christian man, that was part of his faith that he does not want to recognize a union between a same sex couple, even though that they're not even Christian. Whatever. Forget about how that isn't related to Islam and Muslims, but that I think, what that I think he w- state to state, the reality varies state to state. Yeah. Didn't that dude win, by the way? Yeah, huh? yeah he, he ended up won. He ended up winning. Yeah, but it was it was a problem though. Yeah. That's not what I mean. That's not what the leftists want though in this country. They right. want they they feel like private it, businesses okay. should not be. But I think it, I think it's okay to have to have these types of debates in the country. Yeah, it's going it's going to happen because the framework that we live in. It's open to that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see what the Muslims. The Muslims have to come to terms with the fact that you live in a secular th- society, yeah. which is decreed. There was secularism with religion before, so you're living in a secular society that has increasingly become spiritual, yeah, or has become atheist, right? Yeah. It has taken on different orientations. Scientists, yeah. whatever it is, right? It has taken on different orientations other than the solely dominant. Christian reality. Any decolonial reality is going to start going in that direction. I mean, right now you have Hinduism in in the gold states and temples. So they have to come to terms with these realities of what the global shifts mean. You have Christians in India, right? So you 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 have you have struggles with that in China. You know what I mean? So you have these realities of of people mixing in different ideas coming. That's what that's the issue that I want to get to. I think but what more huh? he's talking about, I agree with what both of you guys said very much, but I think what he's talking about is the policing that occurs with people and uh, what tends to be uh, with this situation with the LGBTQ community and um, the policing of language and policing of um, how you're allowed to even view through your religion of what the LGBTQ movement is. No, I think I think that the fact is they put in work, whether we like it or not, the LGBT community put in work. On that level, you're right. They, they put, put in, in work. You know, they're serious, right, about what they're doing. They're, I don't think that we need to have constant reactionary positions. I agree with but that we need also, to, yeah. We need to come to the table and say we have an orientation. We need to find the common ground, but this is not working. Yeah. Right? Or else you're going to have a society... Which is going going to collapse, and that's yeah. where some have that concern that there's a potential to collapse. That's true. Is okay. There, there... So, so before I forget, I'm sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off. Let's just take two examples, mm-hmm. right? And how would we have somebody with the framework that you're working with? For instance, you have this 
scared. I don't know how big of an epidemic it is that you have drag queens and stuff coming mm-hmm. in, having story time to preschoolers mm-hmm. and kindergartens and teaching them. And then you have the second thing about like like uh, uh, giving hormone blockers to children that may feel like they're actually a female or male, whatever the case mm-hmm. is. So the framework that or, you're... Or share, shared bathrooms. Yeah, shared bathrooms, shared gender bathrooms, or whatever the case is, because somebody feels like... so. Yeah, but that the shared the shared bathrooms, that was pushed for a while, and it kind of didn't fly everywhere. It's not it's not cold. Of course, because, uh, you know, who wants their, you know, daughters being, you know, washing with the, with another man being there, yeah. a, a grown man, because... But what he's saying Someone is doesn't feel influence. like they're, they're completely... You know, one gender, they they feel family, like, they want... but like parents no, family, could get in trouble. Family. Parents, if they don't want to give their kids uh, 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 before the age of eighteen, if they're their guardians, if they don't want to give them, uh, in some states, uh, in some institutions, if they don't want to give them uh, hormone blockers, they can get in trouble for that, right? Mm. And uh, so, I, I'm, I'm completely York, agreeing with you. In your New saying. York, by the way, it says that you don't have to even identify your kid. With a with a specific but you gender, got, but yeah. you uh, you know I don't know why you guys are worried about that because in no, Chicago I'm not worried about have, it. Chicago you have different orientations. You're that's right. Why no, 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 I'm that's, not worried it's, about it's, it. It's it's still, like, like, like I said, I like the framework that you gave. So how do people it, deal with this issue now? If if we say that some schools are going to be they're going to say that no, your children has to attend this. They can't use religion as whatever. This is a part of our curriculum, mm-hmm. right? So. Is I have a certain reply for this, but what would you say to somebody? Like or or even think, or I even think, abortion too, because abortion it no, goes no, hold beyond. On, hold on, hold on, let's not go to yeah. the abortion issue, because then we start complicating. The reality of the situation is that we have to. It's like it's like this. This is similar to what was that, that we do like a tahrij type of concept, mm-hmm. where we build off of positions that have already been there, and we kind of see how we can apply them in other situations. This came up in Egypt in Azhar Masjid. What do we do with TV? Yeah. You know, do we, exp- you know, our children are watching this and that. And so, you know, Sheikh Ahmed Tahrian said simply, well, you flip it into an opportunity for you to educate. Yeah. There's nothing left. Yeah. You don't have the power of the law at this point. You're right. Right. Unless you're going to play on trying to reverse the law. That's kind of, we can't model the UK on everything. Yeah. Right. The UK's approach to certain things, they have a different reality. Of course. Very different. Right. Europe itself has a different reality. Yeah. Right, a lot of the things that have taken place are taking place now have taken place in Europe years back. Yeah, right. So the Muslims are living with those realities, and they're and they're actually worse in condition than what we have. So the thing is that we have to now we have to move into an educational framework. Yeah, but we also have to realize again we can't force our values on other people. Yeah, but we have to create a space. For ourselves and understand how we're dealing with the, with these situations, it's not. This is not a, a we have the solution for everything situation. No, this I stuff know. has to be worked out. Of course, in principle, I agree with you. Yeah, right. And this is the problem of trying to impose, say, well, Islam answers all. Well, Islam has ijtihad. Yeah, you have new situations that you yeah. haven't experienced. Of course, and whether you say, oh, okay, especially we don't need being it. a minority of, of Muslims being in, in a certain land, yes, right. Or if, even if you say, well, there's fatwa, there, there's fatwa that has already occurred, still, you're going to need ishtihad to understand which fatwas are there, yeah. which you can use to apply to this situation. And then even the point being, Islam is dynamic. Yeah. right? Islam gives us values and tools and principles to work with all of these situations. Yeah. But we cannot violate the Quranic principle of la ikraha fiddin. Yeah. That is not going to work like from a da'wah right. position I like here. how you brought that full circle. From, yeah, we're in right. a da'wah position. Yeah. 
And people confuse being in a da'wah position with being in a position of qada. We're not in the position of judiciary. Yeah. Right? We're not the we're not we're not the Supreme Court. Right? We're not in those positions. So, you know, we're thinking that because people are still stuck on the issue of well, you're going by a law other than the law of Allah. No, we're going by the values of the deen. We're going by the values of the deen. We're, we're not in the sultan position. We're, we're, we're not in the governance of an Islamic state. We're not in charge of a judiciary. So the issue is that we're living in a society with other people that they have a system that they have evolved. What we need from that is human rights to be respected, you know, civil rights to be respected, Right or or else we have a problem. Yeah. If if our existence takes precedence, our existence takes precedence. If our existence is wiped out, we have a problem. You know that's the most fundamental thing is the existence of the Muslims, right? As a as a community of doubt. Other than that, you know, there's not going to be. I don't know what Muslims expect. What do you expect that we're going to have hudud? What do you expect that we're going to be able to? Impose upon people certain realities, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, you're right. And if we take that approach to Dawah here, we, we that that's exactly where the neocons want us, and that's what they're trying to force us to. They're trying to force force us into a moral box where we feel so defensive, where we're alienated from society, where we're not part of the mainstream of the society. So then they can define who we are and x us out as being a foreign. Potentially problematic element. Of course, right? We need you on the on the podcast with Ismail Royer. Sheikh, I, I have a question. Mm -hmm. um, so, going back to the Baker scenario, right? So, you you made the point that like the LGBT community has put in the work and they are now entrenched, right? They're they're not going away, right? So, would you have seen the Baker has his values? Do you think the Baker w w in this context would have been smart if he didn't want to bake cake for them? Because we know that, for example. That some of us aren't getting hired for positions because we're Muslims. They're not telling us that, right? But we know behind the scenes that's right, probably right, happening, right, right? right? He could have been tactical and not baked the cake for him, right? Without like being tying it to like, oh, I'm backed up or whatever, right? Oh, sorry, I got. I don't. Muslims go through that with asking if you can work for banks, right? They know that they're going into the heat of the river. Say, well, can I work in the bank? So you know what I'm saying? Or Muslims do the same thing when it comes to being at a gas station, which is selling cigarettes and alcohol. Can I work there? Right. There's some elements of how much are you going to say that we're responsible for the whole issue? My job is to make a cake. How they make the cake, how they use the cake is on them. The, the challenge here that I'm seeing is that people are going to say to you that the especially the LGBTQ issue has been like the highlight that. If we that we are trending in a view of the community, LGBT community is what percentage of the American population? Like two percent, even two percent, even right, though okay. they say like ten percent, right? But like I, by I, but the, but the is point, the LGBT community taking you out? No, but but, but well, but people will say that people are making a point. That, are they murdering you on the street? No, but they're... Are they going into your masjid and blowing them up? Right, but people are saying that they're, taking, they're no, no, taking away our Islam. That's what they're saying. That's what's it. Basically, they're Some saying that... Some people are taking away your life. Yeah. Right? Your mm -hmm. existence. Right. Or threatening your existence. Mm -hmm. Dehumanizing you. Mm -hmm. Right? And But we're we're going and we're running over here. We're, we, wanna, we want to castigate someone because they're saying, my sexual orientation is this. Are you in the bedroom with them? Are you watching the act? No. 
Oh God! Oh. So that's the reality. <laughs> so the, the the thing is, you're not. You, you know, the thing is that that's what they do in their privacy. Even in the Islamic government, what people do in their homes, you can't intervene in what they're doing in their uh, homes. Right, I, I think what people are saying though, people are saying they're trying to sh they're trying to normalize this within. So it's, what's happening? Bro, bro, bro we're beyond that. Is law, Sheikh. That's not that what you're what you're, what you're presenting is the reasonable left that we were all kind of on board with in the early two thousands mid 2000s as well that hey you know what this is uh to each their Bro, own whatever you the want to do the problem hey, is that the muslims are the late the problem is now the muslims are that, late that on the scene no no what's happened now is that there is a militant part of the left that is really wanting to impose their values you know on why you. because the right which is neo nazi fascist has come out in a militant form right right right, right. and they have taken the state on multiple levels, they've taken the state on multiple levels. Whether yes. it's whether it's policing, whether it's whether it's the judiciary, whatever, multiple levels. So those extremes create these types of extremes environment. First of all, this is not something that for me this is a different reality. I yeah. studied to be a priest. In Catholicism, this debate has been going on for a long time. Yeah, right. I was I was in studying to be a priest. We were getting uh, cassette tapes by. Feminists that were with the LGBT creating biological arguments and philosophical arguments and ethical arguments, yeah. right, for for why it is that they have the right to exist and why it is that the church is wrong on these issues. The Muslims have come late, yeah. and the Muslim position is reactionary. And the problem that I have with that is that leave the LGBT community aside. Are we concerned with child molestation? And some people get mad when I say in the madrasa system. Yeah. Are we, you know, when we look at what's going on in Saudi Arabia, do a Google, do a Google trending and see the amount of homosexual porn, pornography, you know, that is looked at. You know, when we are, are we concerned with the what we would call the transgenders that are in Pakistan? We're not concerned with any of that stuff. You're 100 percent right on right? that. You're 100 percent so, right about so, that. But so, the problem is that the the left, or sorry, not the left, but the the, the this libertine element of the left that controls where the arguments no, are going. I, even forget they, about they, the they don't have a forget about the libertine. Yeah, the the political marginalization of communities. Yeah, I think that that's where we need to be at. That some groups have a different value. They feel like they're marginalized, and okay. that come and that comes. It's true. When once when a group launches a, a revolution in the coup, the tendency becomes what to eliminate whoever was there before. Right. And so this is part of the problem that's taking place is that there is <clears throat> there is a tendency mm -hmm. with some elements, I would say, of the LGBT community and the left. Right. There is a tendency to to go full blown. But honestly, I think that that's going to die down. Well, because the, you know why you know why yeah. I think it's going to die down because they have the legal system. Well, now, now it's going that now the debate is going to be of how the stuff works out at a practical level, and that's where the community you enter into dialogue. Like, look, we understand that this is your orientation, but now you have to respect our rights. This is the look. When we went to Puerto Rico, yeah, uh, three Puerto Rican imams. When we went to Puerto Rico, you know that in Florida. There was a Muslim at a gay club that did what? Um, you, had you, had gay sex. I don't know. He shot it up, man. He oh, shot it up. Oh, oh, I, oh I thought you before the. 
We know about the pulse nightclub. Bro, I don't know about this stuff. <laughs> but he, he he shot it up. Yeah. So a per so when that community, some yeah. of them some of them were Puerto Ricans, and some of them were Puerto Ricans, they send a representative to us. Okay? They send a representative and they they try to reconcile with the Muslim community and they like the work that was being done, right? Right. So what happened was that someone that was associated indirectly with the camp saw that we were having some sort of discussion on the way that education was taking place in Jersey. Yeah. And so there was an opinion that was given out there of maybe the Muslims should pull their children from the school because of the, the speed and everything that this is going, the school system, right? right? So the person goes, but I thought that we were... A light. Now I'm going to go back and tell everybody that you guys are. Anti- I saw that on Facebook. Right? I yeah. remember that. Yeah. So we had a long discussion. So I told the, I told, I personally told the woman, I said, look, I don't have a problem with you as a human being. Yeah. This is, this, you, that's your issue. We have our issue. The problem that I have is that this for me is not age appropriate. Right? Yes. It's not age appropriate. That's the reality. We have in fifth books, how do we know that homosexual sex is haram? There's a discussion. That's that's your specialty, right? There's a discussion. (laughs) Story of Lut? That was your specialty? (laughs) No, it's not even the story of Lut. It's it's not even that. It's like for us, it's not just the issue of homosexual sex. Sex out of marriage is haram. Right? Yeah. But that's and not, sex in public is haram. There, in other words, it's but just, sex is defined. Sex is defined as um, um, a penis entering a vagina. How's anything point, else considered the sex? There, in? The point is that why are we highlighting this? Yeah. When we have fornication is off the chain in the Muslim community. We, you know, how many percentage of the Muslims are actually engaging almost? No, what's normalized now is that you go in somebody's DM, you send them pictures, right, between male and female. And we have nothing to say about that, but we're raising all the hell on this side. It's imbalanced. Yeah. So the thing is that we ourselves are going to have to come to terms with, yes, we have values. Yeah. And this whole issue, the normalization argument doesn't work. It's law. It's law. There's no such thing as normalization. It is the law. So so that's the reality. So, you know, you you mentioned like Linda Sersua earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone had messaged her uh, saying that, hey, can we go to the women's march but we're pro life yeah and she said no we don't want those women part of our our group now this is the the type of you know mentality that everyone's terrified of that you know you're you're creating you know not just it's not just an lgbt thing it's become a a more of an ideological thing that you know and and it's built on you know being a team filled with um people who are all who who Self-perceived uh, victims, or you know, people who are marginalized communities, all coalesce around uh-huh. this mission that anything that is um, uh, a, a left-centric value, values for for example, like, like uh, abortion and things like that, have all become um, part of part of the bandwagon, you know? And that's what's terrifying Bro, people like us, that, that, that hey, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe we can even uh, concede to what you're saying regarding, you know, uh, uh, gay people doing their own thing, you know? Yeah, sure. What you said makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're doing their own thing. They're not Muslims. Leave them to what they do in their bedroom. As long as you're not coming to my property and doing committing your acts on my property, it's fine. Makes sense. I don't have a problem with that. What 
happens is that when these all these uh, marginalized communities ha have have come together and coalesced yeah. to form and a movement, and yeah. then all of a sudden, all these other things come aboard, saying that hey. Um, things like abortion and stuff are, are are all of a sudden part of that wagon like pro being pro-life you're not allowed to be part of this this march you know th these type of things are but the pro-life itself worrying. the pro-life itself for a while even even within the catholic orientation was problematic because even it was questioned like are you pro-life only i understand that are I understand you pro-life only at the beginning but then for instance with the death penalty this that which is applied unevenly Recently, there's been so many cases of people suing the system or getting left off because there was no real evidence and they were prosecuted unjustly and this and that. The, the, the thing about it is that we have to be careful that we're not getting caught up in a certain level of hype. Yeah. Right. These are real issues, but also these issues will tend to die down. Yeah. Right. Right now, there's a polarization that's being injected into the society because it's beneficial politically. But there's no honest national dialogue on how do we really deal with these issues, on what's the common ground, on what's the you know the issues that is are deal breakers, right? There's no real dialogue. Yeah. And so that is allow the reality of the situation is that the structure of the system stays the same, which is a white supremacist Eurocentric structure, which is which is which is rooted, right, in a certain capitalist ethic, right, which is exploiting the earth. And it, it exploits all of these situations. All okay. of these situations are all exploited. Whether it's white-centric or black-centric, they're all going to be operating from no, the... No, it's from not this, equal. This, it's this, not this, equal. No, no, they're, they're all going to be operating from a profit-centric capitalist structure where the, where money is king and whatever uh, brings profit will, yeah, but will trump all kinds of their capitalism, values. Capitalism as we see it now, the problem with this situation is that you can't bring an equality issue, whether it's white or black. No, we're dealing with an actual white supremacist Eurocentric system. Let's not bring in things that don't belong there. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're talking about a system now which is global, yeah. right? This is what you're seeing in the Amazon, right? This is what you're seeing with the indigenous exploited off their land, whether it's Dakota, whether it's the Amazon. This is what you're seeing, that it's, it's a Eurocentric framework which is eliminating any other cultures from the scene. And it happens to be the case that this is benefiting. The right? ideas of this the enlightenment, huh? whether they came to the white people or if they came to the black people, the, if whoever it came to, they would have operated in the same way. It's not like when you, here's Bro, my problem with white, yeah. why whites, the term white supremacy, when you're using it in that context, mm -hmm. when you're talking about in the, in these, um, in, in the framework of that, these people have power is that you're creating, uh, you're conflating being white with some uh, some sense of you know that Bro, they that's have because they have some kind of there's um, no such thing as being white. What I'm saying is that you're, these ideas of from no, the enlightenment these, from bro, from the, from the uh, framework from the, the language that you're yeah, using yeah has trapped you into that reality. There's no such thing as being white. White is a social construct. There's geographical regions. The color designation of the human race True, into correct. like the white race this race that's not real. But yes, the, so I agree. modernity, okay. modernity started. Modernity. You're modern, using the white race thing. That's why I was saying like the white uh, race because there was a political movement that was generated, right? A philosophical political movement that was yeah. generated to categorize the people of the earth, and that categorization had a lot to do with justifying why people were being exploited, and so you had to justify why people were being exploited. 
when the conquerors came after Al Andalus collapsed, no, modern, no, no but, one's denying that the uh, you know white people were colonial people, but the problem no, is that no, that, no, no, I'm let, not denying that. No, let's I, clarify this. Europeans, yes, right. Europeans decided to frame themselves as white. Okay. And that's because they had no internal unity. Up to this day, that's why we're debating Brexit. Because they have no internal unity. So they developed white nationalism on that platform. And so ethically, that's how they justified what they did. You have to realize when they, like again, when Al-Andalus collapsed and when they came as colonial powers, right, various colonial powers into the Americas, right, the first thing that they came with was we deny humanity towards the indigenous people the second thing we deny humanity towards the africans i will 100 percent right? agree with you the eu was built on this the notion of whiteness no, no, uh, because but, because of but the eu is a later phenomenon yeah, yeah. let's stay with modernity yeah no because you brought a brexit that's yeah. why what i'm saying is that i'm saying up to now the europeans yeah. are still not united yeah, yeah. You know, but what, the, the what, whole what idea of the eu was to build this kind of coalition of of uh, european countries that right. will protect the interests and, and also act against the problem with that theory is that you know mm -hmm. they the the they've allowed so many uh immigrants to their countries that it's a matter of time that they're going to become uh, a, a medley of various i'm not going to say they're going to be all become tan or some some middle ground between white <laughs> and black, black but, but i'm saying that it's good there's going to be enough people there that either they have a wholesale holocaust throughout the, the European world, or there there's no way that they can protect this identity of whiteness. And I feel like that this this idea of whiteness or white supremacy is being politicized by certain elements in the left to create conflict. Brother, this idea, that's the problem that... I'm saying okay, that... Can, that, I, can, I, can I jump in real quick? Because, yeah. I, I, like, I think... I don't know how we got into this. Okay, so you're, I think what you're saying is, summarized... Is that capitalism is the driving force, right? Not the, white supremacy. the ideas of the post-enlightenment, yeah. and yeah, but that's the because, because, uh, this is okay. White, yeah. that, 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 that's your side. Yeah. But Sheikh, this is why, Sheikh Yusuf, why. you're saying it is white supremacy. No, this no, or no, 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 no. I'm saying that I'm saying that I'm saying that let's not understand this from the framework of what is popular now in the political reality. The you political have, reality right now is that we have the same people in in the Middle East who have inherited the same ideas from the the colonial ideas and from the from post enlightenment who are abusing the heck out of migrants and and anyone who is of uh, uh, who is susceptible to be abused and taken advantage of we have people from all skin colors around the world who are doing that to their own very populations there these are the same ideas it's not a problem of them just being Some white people are saying uh, multiple rhetorical there's no rhetorical fallacy here if you understand the 500 years that has yeah. taken place Modernity was predicated on the idea of the supremacy of a particular group of people. Forget about what's going on now. You have to go back historically to understand the Enlightenment philosophers and what they were saying. Right. Even if you go back to Hegel, right? If yeah. you go back to Hegel, Hegel took from the Hegel took the idea that no one had history except the Prussians, the Germans. Yeah. Because they felt that they were at the peak of civilization. Absolutely. So civilization so at, at this point in time. Kant is right? as well. All of them. Yeah. All of the, all, all of the, Super, all of, all of the white supremacists. Yes. Right. They, they, they had that, this idea. Yes. And so, so when we start saying, well, we, you know, it's capitalism. No, you have to understand how capitalism developed in this form that it is now. But now the, the reality is, is that it's not just 
an idea of whiteness. These ideas have permeated to the rest of the world, to all the the right. institutions of power, to system. all the institutions of power, irrespective of race. Now it is a matter of anyone who has power, influence, and and Bro, wealth. At the end of they the day, are utilizing these same at, ideas at to the control the day, the, their, their at population. At the end of the day, the Indian subcontinent yeah. and Africa are important skin bleaching products. Right. So like, I mean, that's... at the peak of you have uh, the global system. Yes. When you look at the when you look at the classification of the center and the periphery and all that in the global system, those who have dictated the ethos and those who have dictated the policy of how this functions, right? Coming from the center from the West, yeah. Under Enlightenment philosophy, they have exported this idea of race. They have exported the, the the that's the reality. We that's part of the decolonial process that we ourselves have to come to terms with who that we are. Is, huh? Okay, so that that's from marketing. That's what happens with with you know the world's richest superpower having the ability to uh, disseminate their culture, their um, vision of what beauty is to the world. That's not necessarily a in a, something about whiteness and whiteness reigning supreme it's just being the the biggest bully on the block having right. their, but it's their, not, it's not having their vision of what beauty is and everyone else but we've seen it when we were young we saw it on the playgrounds we saw kids who had the most influence who were the most popular they're mm -hmm. the ones whoever the you know whatever they said was cool everyone else said hey that's cool you know and and we had this follower mentality and everyone just happens to look to America now and right. and for for the past hundred years whatever their vision of what beauty was went and the whole world thought the same way but it's not and just it, marketing you yeah. mentioned the point you is implicit in what you said there's a bullying process the global system has Absolutely. certain structures in place that reward reward certain things that's the reality yeah. of the situation so so where do we and this is the problem when you know we're, we're talking about the race question now this is the problem that we have there's the reality in practice and on the ground. Yeah. And then what we believe as Muslims. Yeah. What we believe as Muslims is not even something that is even considered. Right? We believe we're the children of Adam. Yeah. We're science from that. We believe that there's, we're all the children of Adam. There's a human race. We believe that all humanity has been established. لَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي Adam. That all of humanity has been, you know, honored and dignified by Allah Taala. There's certain things that you know, the human being being created in the best of forms. There's certain realities that we have as a, as even the last the khutbah the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and talk about the different groups. Our values don't exist as a system. Hundred percent. And agree. so, so we're using. That's why I was. That's why I. Some people were saying I was. That's why I was forcing the point of saying, look. Pay don't, attention. The language, one, don't worry about the comments, man. The language, the, the language. The no, no, I mean the language itself. Our language is not liberated. Yeah. Our language, even if we develop a way of speaking about these issues Islamically, there's still there's still what remains is that how how do we use it to engage the reality? My, my, right? my, here's my concern. My concern is when we s villainize whiteness. When we yes, it, we it, should it, villainize it, whiteness. No, no, it's not villainizing European Americans. Is villainizing a philosophy which is based See, that's on that's not being clarified. So what's yeah. happening is that when you, when this uh, I, I term is being utilized, not you, not necessarily you. I understand what context you're using it in, yeah. but the way that white people, or sorry, not white people, but See? the the, the, language. the, the uh, language, the the liberals <laughs> yeah. are using the the term in is creating 
uh, a divide. It's, it's not. not it's, it's, not, a, yes, it's not. The, it's not. It's a, absolutely it's creating not, divide. It's, it's How the, are you expecting young white kids growing up in, in middle class suburbia where where everyone around them is white, and you're telling them that there is a characteristic? that is about them is inherently evil. That's how it's being interpreted and by there, them. And, that was, and then you're expecting no not... There, there the, was no the, problem with that for blacks? I'm, I'm either way. Either way, whatever. No, it's not either well, way. The reality is that they have to deconstruct and come to terms with the fact that they've been reared on certain lies about humanity and about themselves. They have to come to terms. So, that, so that's why you're saying that the whole term white, yes, like get the it's, out, yes. the, it's the, problematic. The, 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 get it out of the system, yeah. and that's yeah. why. So that's what your angle is. You're the, like, the reality of the situation is that they're from Italy, they're from Ireland, right? They're Germany. from Germany. Mm -hmm. They themselves sometimes call themselves mutts if their families intermarried or whatever, right? They're deprived of their own heritage and understand. There's this concept of America. There's no concept of American. That's the reality. America is all of the Americas. It's Canada. It's Mexico. It's the United States. It's the Caribbean. It's Central America. Mm. That's the Americas. Right. Right. So there, the empire has created that type of universal identity, which really doesn't exist. And it has created a false identity for European Americans to bring them together. And certain groups have been allowed in that. Part of the group that have been allowed in that is the Jewish community. Part of the group that have been allowed in that is the Japanese. When we start talking about the Japanese being part of the uh, of the first world system. So we ourselves have to understand how the system has been constructed anthropologically, how it's been constructed scientifically. You're debating the issue of now how the LGBT community may gain in the science world and uh, the and the and the and the liberal arts DSMV. The, the, the diagnostic manuals and psychology. Well, I mean, a few years back, the all of the arguments were being made against blacks. So now a political shift takes place in knowledge, right, and justifies another group taking another position. The point is, again, where's our voice as Muslims? That's the issue here. I'm, what that's uh, what I'm we, saying is that, that we as Muslims we ignore. Uh, these these divides of race and 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 uh, you know classes and and categories of individuals, but focus on everyone on in society so that we build everyone. How can in, we ignore that? How can we ignore this? We we don't ignore the uh, the ideas of the Enlightenment, the the horrible practices of capitalism, where uh, profit takes pr uh, priority over all kinds of other virtues, but. We engage with everyone and we say like, hey, you know, it's not your, your quality of whiteness. It's that you had some terrible ideas that came to your continent and, you know, corrupted I think, I think, and it caused. I think, and I think that the reality is that we're, we're babying the European American community. They need to come to terms. I, I love you, Shay. <laughs> you're, you're so, okay, they, uh, you know they need to come I, to terms. I, I, I would feel like Shay. Shay, say something real. You guys are saying the almost same thing. I think. So, so that's what I was going to say. Look, yeah. look. I think that you guys are talking in two different phases, and I'll let you know what I mean by that. Look, Sim is talking on the level of it's a problem of ideas because the human being. No, it's not a problem of ideas. He mentioned it himself. Is mm -hmm. is the issue? Is the issue of he said marketing and beauty? Okay, look, I can stay with that as ideas, but he mentioned there's bullying. And I say, yes, there's a no, system was, in place. That's two different things. Right? I think that's... So what I mean is, look, it's ideas... And a system. And it's ideas that develop the system, right? It's mm -hmm. ideas. So whatever the idea is, and I think on, on a more Islamic level, 
we see things as an idea so we can battle with the idea itself. I know we're, we're going to talk about people who took over the idea and they happen to be the the, the people who are responsible or, 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 or uh, the, the ruling class or whatever it is. Just as of right now, I think you guys are generally talking about the same thing. But f- focusing, I think, on the idea is can be something that's more productive because if it was any other race, it's the idea that's causing the evil, right? There's no such thing as another race. Get, the, again, correct your language. There's only one I'm human saying, race. You said it too. No, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not. I never called them a race. There's only one human race. What I'm saying is that the European American community or the European community yeah. has to come to terms with the fact that the decolonial project right now is coming to an end. Okay, can, we, can we just define, right? please, what race? Because when you're saying European community, I see that as a race. It's not a race. What is there's, it? A, there's only there's no multiple races. Okay, well, how how about just just you, you use the term he wants the. Um, it's not a term commu- that I want. We have to come to terms with the reality. There's, there's no the sci- Anglo-Saxons. Is that what you no, want us to say? There's no scientific basis for saying that there's multiple races. There's well, ethnicities. There's tribes. Whatever you want to call ethnicity, it. Fine, ethnicity. Fine, ethnicity. Right. Ethn- so, so all I'm saying is there this. may be some biological markers, but that doesn't make them another race. So let's say this: that races are something that were created to yes. to, to uh, marginalize people or de- create uh, departments within people or compartmentalize people. Right. So, when we say the word race, is it all across the board a negative thing to say as far as a race is concerned? What do you mean? Like if I if I just use the word race, it's just it, is for, it a for negative all of humanity? Thing or, I mean, all of humanity being one race. The problem is that biological. The problem is that when you start talking about neo Darwinism, and how that infiltrates into bio, biology, the idea is there. There's multiple races, and it comes back to the same issue, that one race is more advanced than the other. It comes back to the supremacy concept. Right. And so that's why there's one human race. We're all one human race. I agree with that. Right. I, and, but I think that, that, yes, we all come from Adam Salam. I agree. Right. But we're all created from different nations and tribes. Too, right. 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 So isn't it OK to say that if we're from different nations and we're different races also? Or is just the, the word race a buzzword? No, the, the, it's not that it's a buzzword. Is that if we want to, un, if we want to, disent- and I really want to understand this. I'm not. If we I'm want to disentangle to from, if we want to disentangle from the ideology of the system, and the and and come to an understanding of the practices of the system, right? You you you're asked certain things that are extremely problematic. You go you go to fill out a, you know, you go to fill out a job application or whatever. Or medical records, and you're classified automatically. Yeah. That's not a democratic Asian process. Pacific Island, it's, 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 it's not a democratic process. Yeah. How that was achieved, you should have the right of self-identification in that case, right? I choose Pacific Islander. That's what, Pacific I, that's, Islander. Asian Pacific, <laughs> that's the only option we used to have in the nineties. I, I think with Shik, are you saying that like race is as it's being used today? Like it's a it sounds like it's not like yes, we're, we're, it's a social construct. It's, a, it's like it seems like what you're trying to what we're trying to what you're pressing us to do is change the language. The, the I'm, li- I'm forcing you to reflect okay. to see how enmeshed we are in this reality. Mm, so people automatically take when we are when we when we're when we're talking about the issue of. Uh, the 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 problem of white supremacy they take it as an automatic attack on european americans right and that's because that 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 construct is safeguarded that's the reality of the situation nobody said when trump said that you know our people came and, and tamed the whole continent nobody had an issue with that or what that meant 
right? And and the ramifications on that. Yeah. Pe- people just let it go. So now, now there's this idea of whites being victimized. Whites are victimized. Whites are responsible for global atrocities. That's the reality if you want to keep it like that. Some white people are, not yeah. everyone. Whites are responsible for their privilege mm-hmm. and they're responsible for their station in the system. This is the same thing that right. they do to Muslims. Like, oh, you know, you're responsible for your terrorism. You didn't condemn it. You didn't... You, know, well, are you in charge of the system? No, I'm just saying this is what, no, what people say. I don't understand. I, I don't know. So you're saying that all white people are responsible for their privilege? Yes, all all white people are responsible for the privilege. But I don't no, know. But, I, but, that's, no, but that, I don't know what that means. I really don't so know is what that, that means. Is so. that all Europeans are responsible? Only whites. So like, no. I mean, here here like, we 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 stay with that since that's what we want to that's what we want to focus on, right? The reality of that, you know, if you're participating in that system, okay. and you're not being a voice for justice, and you're not being a voice for societal transformation, so that it's more equitable, right? Right, and it's more fair to the peoples on the ground that exist in this reality, you're responsible for that whole system. You know what I'm saying? Because you're participating in their ideology. You know, that that's that's a, a, a Nazi type of concept. When you, you know, we're sitting here crying about the feelings of a particular group in this case, right? But we have no problem that the, the Native Americans, indigenous people, right? We have no problem with the fact that they're living on reservations. At all, we have no issue with that. We have we have no issue. Wait, I thought with... they wanted to live on reservations, brother. Their <laughs> land, was, their land was taken from them. I know, but there's not enough of them anymore to occupy up the rest of the lands. But uh, right now, they're debating about Oklahoma being returned back to the to the tribes. Oklahoma, there's there's plenty of land in Oklahoma. Why why do they need the whole whole state? I mean, I'm just saying they don't they have their reservation. Why does, why does India need to be in Kashmir? I'm just saying, like, Should, uh, does India have the right to be in Kashmir? I, uh, no, 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 just answer, answer the question. No, that's don't, a much more up. difficult question. No, it's not. A, it's not a different question. It's a diff- we, we we have settler colonialism that has played well, itself out, well, well, and ideology to support that. So, so I mean. <laughs> We could we could perform analogies back and forth all day. I could say like, oh, There's no why, why just why just Oklahoma? The problem, why is not? The, the problem is that these are not analogies on an intellectual level. These are representations of human realities on the ground. It's not just an intellectual analogy between two different examples. You have so, so you have, wait. I want. I, I really genuinely want to understand which tribe wants Oklahoma. The, the details. You have to go into the details of that because I mean. The, it doesn't make sense that they have like fully autonomous regions. Um, if you do live in one of these lands, you're so Gaza is fully autonomous. I'm not talking about Gaza. I'm talking about the, no, the I'm, Native I'm just, American I'm reservations. I'm giving you an example. Is I'm Gaza talk- is Gaza fully autonomous? No, but they're, they're not is even. It, they're, they're, is, it, is, is that? But is take is, a position. Are, is Israel a, a, a white a entity? Take a position. Yes, they actually. They're, decided. they're, they're Semitic people. They, they but they took on whiteness. They took on the white ideas. They took on whiteness. They took out. They took on ideas from post enlightenment that have allowed them to abuse a, a group of people that you know that they find uh, much more easily easy to exploit. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a fair character characterization? 
Don't you think? I mean, the idea of just blaming a, a group like that, this thing no, like that. But there's no blame here. A there's, community. There, there, you're, you're saying that there, the, you're saying white people no, need to accept yes, their their, yes, their privilege do. that they need to accept that they are responsible for all yes. this all these atrocities. No, they're not. They're, my children, we know from our faith that that they're they're born sinless. That they they what did what did uh, Jimmy next door have anything to do with what his parents or his great great grandparents did or or whatever? They 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 have a clean slate that they're born with. And how how are we gonna uh, say that you know you you need to start taking responsibility? That's why Timmy. I use the word ruling party. People who are ruling, that's a whole different thing. With the average person, the Ami, will, mm-hmm. I I I'm still trying to understand why are they fully responsible to understand the whole political sphere in the arena of the world. Because what you're talking, you're talking about very some very heavy ideas, which I love and I appreciate. But those ideas that are very heavy have to be attributed. Challenge to them people. on the situation and see the responsibility will come out immediately. What do you mean? Challenge them. Challenge them on the situation. Challenge them on the situation and, and put the burden on them to change the system or give up some of their position or their privilege. Right. Yeah. I see. I see. I, see, I think I know what he's saying because. You're saying that, like, the average white guy, the whole thing, like, for example, they... Affirmative action was one of these issues. Okay. They be, Affirmative action was one of these issues when the affirmative action came in to try to correct the situation. Mm. The first people that took advantage of affirmative action were white women. White women are the most... Right. Biggest recipients And of then the ones action. to complain about the situation is whites. To say that they're discriminated against right. in the system. So we understand that there's poverty, there's inequality, even in the European American community. We understand that, right? The ideology of whiteness, the ideology, the point of the ideology of whiteness is that now we have we have an understanding. The characteristics of abuse is part of being human. No, Humans are going not. to abuse anything, whether it that, was that, that, that's, that's well, such whether, a relativistic well, argument. Well, if you are in the Arab country, you're going to be, and you're you're Palestinian or you're brown, Indian, Pakistani, you're going to be abused by the dominant majority. Ethnicity, well, 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 whatever that may be, they're going to abuse you because you're smaller, you're weaker, and you're you look different. You speak for a different language, you eat different food, and that's what I mean. Who anyone who was brown and raised in a Western society knows the experience Bro, of, that, of sitting alone so, on, the, so on, then, on the lunch table. So then there's and, no enjoying the good and forbidding the evil. No, of course there is, but you're going. There's these no are, standing. These, for these the are properties that are, yourself. Uh, these are Islamic inherent qualities that are of being human. Humans so want to abuse so are anything. Are saying is responsible? No, for that? Well, no whether what you're saying is humans will always be unjust to human beings. That's stage two. The no, sta- no. Stage one is: Is there? Is are are people going to be unjust? To, are people? Pardon my language. Well, I'm not going to use that language. Are people going to be very <laughs> oppressive to each other all the time? Of course they will. Whenever we find weakness, whatever I, I don't race agree you with are, that. I don't agree with that. There's certain there's certain orientations that create certain better conditions for justice. This is why Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, he said the system of kufr and adil, or is attributed to him, can stand in a system with iman and kufr, and, and injustice can stand. A system with unbelief. And some sense of justice can stand, whereas a system with belief, people claiming Tawheed and so on and so forth, with injustice can stand. That's why the Muslims are in the West, right? 
aside from all of this colonial system that their Muslims are looking for the best conditions to live in. We're talking about creating better conditions for humanity. Yeah. But but you're but, not answering so, you're, you're not answering the the situation where you you live in the Middle East. We live my family lived in the Middle East. We experience discrimination. Everyone who's lived in the Middle East is it problematic or not? Uh, of course it is. But is that is that white or uh, white that, nationalism? Is that white well, the, white the, supremacy? The pro, the pro, is that white supremacy with the with the Arabs? There are there are Arabs who are right. uh, uh, treating us like inferior human beings. Mm -hmm. Is that white supremacy? No, it's not. It's horrible human beings who are exploiting, who are taking ideas that, that yes, that came from European countries, mm -hmm. that came from horrible individuals mm -hmm. who wanted uh, uh, to advance their interests on the backs of the most uh, susceptible, the most weakest, and the most oppressed amongst us. But to categorize this as a, a an issue of whiteness, uh, as it's a problem of, of white supremacy, is actually... Um, more detrimental to the problem because you're only identifying a certain segment of the population rather mm -hmm. than a human issue, a human issue where we're oppressing mm -hmm. people based on uh, their, uh, you know, their desire to become more powerful, more wealthier, and finding the least. Why do the Saudis go kick it in you, you in the UK? Why do they kick it in the UK? Yeah. Why are they? Because, why are they after British they women? Because they can. Why, why were they after the Syrian women for why so long? Why did they spend $10 million on license plate? Because they had the money to. No, it's not just and, the money to. There's an understanding that's dominant in the world that everybody's playing. They follow the leader. Just like every leader now in the world is following Trump's example. But that's a different thing. That's something political, though. That's more a realm but, of but, ideas. But, but, but we no, political is in the realm of activities and actions. Right? The human issue of injustice, I understand that concept. We can agree with that as a common ground issue, that there's injustice that's going to manifest itself regardless across the board. But we're not. But the problem is that we're avoiding the fact that there's a system in place. That's the issue that I have. There's a I system agree there's a system in place. I'm, I'm completely you know, the nation state Our, is a system. The nation state yes. is a state that's rooted in the idea of, of race. Sheikh Yusuf, I was listening to, I don't know if you're familiar, are you familiar with Dr. Omar Johnson? Hmm? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I was listening, he was on an interview, um, I listened to a couple of his interviews, that it kind of, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, I was just, you know, bored at work, hmm. and he was talking about how, he, there's a couple of points he made, and I think it's kind of like, he was saying that white, he believes <laughs> that white people in general, like, first of all, he was going off about how a black person who's married to a white person person like a, of a black if a black guy marries a white girl that is he is not down for the cause right mm -hmm. inherently even yeah, no yeah. matter what he's done yeah, yeah. because any and then he got some pushback he's like listen there's not a single white systematic effort ever to eradicate racism even the civil rights act has like other side agendas built in right. that like kicked in so like that's kind of what i'm i think that's is that what you're trying to say like yeah that, that's how you're saying a white because I, I think we talked about like we, we went global. We're like shifting between global and, and national, right, right? Right. In the United States today, I, I I think what you're saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that there's a that the that the that the white the, the white privilege or the what that the white folks, the average white person, right. is complicit mm -hmm. in his in even if he himself may not be a racist or a supremacist, they are complicit. Right. And, and I and I have to kind of agree with you because I've seen that. You know, in my own interpretation, because, for example, when the United States goes and, like, those invasions to Iraq, it's all for the freedom. It's all about, like, oh, because so I can live good. I can live good. I don't care about what nobody else thinks. That person is in, indeed complicit. So I, 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 I actually see what you're saying there. I think that's the point. He's white, people, to... white people are the only people that live in this country as sovereign people. 
They're right. the only people that live as sovereign people, yeah. not as second-class citizens. Exactly. So a- anecdotally, you might have some white people who are actually down for the cause. But as a system, in general... Not yeah. anecdotally, there's actually European-Americans yeah. that have understood the problem of whiteness. Right. And they're people that are for humanity and justice. Right. That, that's what I mean, right? That, 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 but, but that's There's not... people that actually right. have, have moved beyond the ideological problem. It's mm-hmm. like if we were... Just put it this way. We're living in a Nazi society. Right. There's some who support the Nazi system. Yeah. Right? Right. And, and there's others that oppose it. And they say, no, I'm not going to run with the Nazi system. Right. We just don't want to look at this at the Nazi system. But this society historically, factually yeah. gave birth to the Nazi system. Go study it and see. Correct. Right. right? Concentration camps were generated with the indigenous people here. Fellas, mm. we got like two minutes left, Sheikh Rios. Um, I, I... Muslims need to understand what Islam says and they need to understand whether, whether... they live in a world and it's not a world that's Islamic. Shekrios, not just that. We both have different ideas about how we frame the issue, but we know that the world is being oppressed. There are a lot of people who are suffering in the world, and that we... We have a global system that needs to be challenged. Yes, we both agree and to that. We, and that global system is interlocked. That's why you have certain people making alliances with India. Yes. We have a global system that's interlocked. Yes. And we have certain ideas which have been generated across the world that dehumanize all of us. Right. Right? And and that that's part of that's part of the challenge. It's a complicated or if people want if people want to be entertained by the discussion, that's one thing. Yeah. If they want to understand, they have to put in the work. They have to understand the legal aspect, the historical aspect, the philosophical aspect, the ethical aspect. Yes. Right? It's a job to in order to disentangle from the situation. That's all I can say. It's a job. Much love to you, brother. Yeah, man. That I was amazing, part two. That was good, good, good that show, was a man. great discussion. I don't know. I loved it. Like I loved it. Much. This is why I love Sheikh Rios, man. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no love lost after a discussion. We have yeah. a healthy, productive discussion. He great. he knows how to challenge me. I know how to I challenge him. I didn't know him. there were going to be fireworks. I think we got to slow. I think what we need to understand, though, we need to like agree on definition sometimes. And like, yeah, yeah I mean, I there, there's we, we different ways. I just wanted you guys to reflect. That's why I was pushing. It was very thought I wanted you to reflect on yourself. That the language that we're operating from is not the language really that we need to be operating from sure absolutely much more to be discussed and uh, you know alhamdulillah you're in chicago now and we're going to have you on multiple times so we could you know flesh out these ideas and challenge each other and make sure that our ideas are crystal yeah, um, here for joining us, guys. Uh, help like us out that. on patreon.com backslash the mad on books. Sheikh Rios's uh website will be in the description below so that you can help out in the Bahamas. Uh, Bahamas. Uh, they are our neighbors, not just a vacation spot where uh cruise ships dock, but uh, they are people who ha- are suffering and have suffered immensely. So make sure you help them out as well. I mean. Uh, here for joining us this evening, and we bid you farewell. Okay, Muzi Buzz, we Take love care. you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Salam alaikum.
All right, that was a wrap. That was a great show. Man, you told me today that we were going to be talking about that the thing. Bro, I, the bro, this was great, man. <laughs> bro, I learned so much today, dude. Bro, mashallah, man. You guys just opened up a whole different... We wet the whole thing. We wet right. this stuff. Let me, sorry, bro. I don't know. Bro, yeah. guys, Sim, we got to...